On today's Court Vision, Coach Jeremy Howard joins me. He is a basketball coach down in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Great interview. We talk about his basketball playing career, how he got into coaching, and just talk, talk about being Jordan fans. Excellent interview with Coach Howard. Here's Coach. Play. Too complex. Much too complex. Too complex. Too, too, too complex. Too, 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 too complex. Much too complex. On today's Court Vision, I have with me Coach Jeremy Howard. He's a former basketball player, and he is a coach for everything in basketball. <laughs> coach, how are you? I'm doing good. How you doing? I'm doing <laughs> glad good. to be here. I'm so <laughs> glad to have you on, and I'm, I'm doing well. Thank you so much for making time out of your day to come on and uh, talk about your basketball career and how it got to how it got you got you to where you are today. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. It's been a long journey, long journey. Still going. Yeah, yeah, I know. And for um, our listeners out there, I mean, I looked at this guy's link. I looked at Coach's profile, and it went on for days, and I was reading articles about him. And he has experience, <laughs> experiences about and everything in basketball. And just a, a, you can tell that basketball, he's super passionate about basketball just by reading his profile from everything he's done. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, I mean – I've been involved in it for a long time, so um, like I said, I always like I always love football. People don't understand that football is my first love, but um, basketball was just something I was just you know happy just to pick up and you know imitate everything I saw people do, and I got really good at it. So, but I'm glad I, I'm glad I picked it up. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, you know, you at what age did, you know did you know basketball was your sport? Oh, to be honest, it might have been around, I want to say, 12 years old. You know, some people start earlier than that. You know, they'll say, oh, five, I picked up the ball, or four. But I always loved football. And uh, I was a big Jerry Rice fan. I'm a 49ers fan. Oh, so, me too. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so it, 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 that was my guy. So I imitated everything he did. And the crazy thing was football season, I did all football, basketball season. I played basketball. Um, but I always played, so I always had a ball in my hand. I played baseball in the neighborhood. Uh, any sport I try to pick up, so I was always into watching sports, like the Olympics. I'll go outside and me and my friends will do sprints. We'll work on relays. So we was always imitating stuff, so I was been an athlete, but to pick one sport, it was hard because I always did whatever the season was. So, um, but for basketball, 12 years old, and I took it serious, um, crazy story behind that was football I played rate league football we won a championship in rate league my first year I played um, but in the neighborhood was playing pickup football and somebody threw me a pass and I caught it but I was so high in the air that I couldn't catch myself coming down I landed on my back oh. and it knocked the wind out of me and I was like oh no I said I ain't playing football no more <laughs> and I just took the basketball ever since it knocked the wind out of me. I was like, oh, my God. Like, it shook me up because our feet was over my head. So I just came down on my back. And I was like, oh, I mean, oh. that's the worst thing ever. And it, nobody hit me all the years. It wasn't nobody <laughs> hit me. I did it to myself. <laughs> so it changed so my you, life. It changed not, my life. <laughs> you knocked the wind right into the right sport, though, for you, I guess, then. Right. Right. <laughs> uh, getting that that feeling is the worst feeling too when you get the wind knocked out of you because you you like man that's the worst the yeah. worst especially when you're a young kid too because you're kind of confused the first time it happened to me I was confused at what was happening 
Right. And that's what I was. Like, I still, I caught the ball, and I held on to it, but I threw, I let it go. I said, oh, like, I couldn't catch my breath. And, you know, like, you're on your back, you're rolling over, you're trying to find air, and you're looking for them. And, man, it was, it was crazy. And I was like, I'm not doing this no more. So every time <laughs> I caught the ball playing after that, I ran out of bounds. I wasn't catching no high balls. If it went straight to me, I wasn't catching it. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. It's not worth the injury. Yeah, yeah I just stayed in basketball. <laughs> After that, I took it serious. It's a good yeah. choice. Is there a player that you, right. you you had mentioned for football that you looked up to Jerry Rice? And I love that you're 49ers fan because I'm a huge 49ers fan myself. Oh, yeah. Uh, small world. So, you know, um, is there a player in basketball that you looked up to at the time as a kid growing up that you, like, imitated or wanted to be like? Oh, Michael Jordan. I'm an 80s baby. So uh, yeah. I came up in that era. And um, <laughs> I had the uh, the Come Fly With Me VHS. Um, I had the Playground VHS. I had everything out Michael Jordan. I was a big Bulls fan. So uh, when Michael Jordan made that uh, Like Mike videos, the commercials, I had my mom go out there and buy me the Gatorade. And I had the, uh, the Wheaties. The weeds taste so nasty, but I put sugar on them, and I go ahead, I eat them, and I go outside and I try to reverse layups, and I'm doing all kind of rock the cradles, and man, I was a big Jordan fan. I was practicing fadeaways early, so that's one play I imitated, and I try to study him, as far as like why he approached the game a certain way. So I was looking at it different, but at the time I was so aggressive, I was an aggressive player. So it was just Jordan, Michael Jordan. And once he retired, I turned into uh, Kevin Garnett because he was from South Carolina. And I was like, I like the way he played. Those are like – Kevin Garnett. Those are like my two favorite players. I I grew up in the 80s too, so I'm a big Jordan guy as well too. Oh, yeah. And obviously I'm a big Garnett fan too because he was up in Boston. But just their their attitude towards the game and their mentality towards the game is like so competitive. Man, I love it. I love it. I feel like we don't see that. Yeah anymore sometimes during the, like during these years now you know you don't it's more now entertainment and then it was it was just you playing for just the love of the game now it's you know money's involved which is always gonna be but i mean you're throwing money around to any and everybody you know you're throwing it to potential players instead of players that are good you know that you know are good you know so the game is changing you could tell it's evolving into more entertainment now and um the guys that came up in that era with the Jordans and the Garnett, they're weeding themselves out now. So this is for the younger crowd that's coming in. You know, um that that's that's just how it's going now. So Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It's, it's I mean, not basketball like that, you know. No, no the guys like us, we fundamental guys. So Yeah, I know, I fully agree. I, I and I like it's it's not as um I feel like when Jordan and Garnett played those guys, they really did like they played really hard defense and like kind of beat the crap out of each other. And I don't know. I feel right. like this this everyone's more buddy buddy until it comes like to the playoffs. Exactly. 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 I agree. I totally agree with that. You yeah, know, it's, so it's, 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 it's affecting the kids. So yeah, it is. It's everyone wants to shoot the three pointer, right? Oh man! Oh man! <laughs> you know oh, yeah. you see it every day. You're you're the Oh man! <laughs> That's the first thing they do when they come in the gym, and I'll look at them, and I'll say, "Man, you ain't even tried forms shooting yet." And they'll say, "What is that?" I mean, like, 
get to the front of the room and work on the form. You got to see it go in first. And, but every kid I see coming to them, they want to shoot the half-court shot like Curry, turn their back, and it's that type of stuff. You know, and it's like, wow, okay, this is where it's going. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. It's, it's, it stinks to see because I, I, I see it too. But I, like, I coach basketball and train kids too, and it's like, oh, my God. These okay, yeah. The gym, they just so jack you, up threes, and you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, so you, you see it, you know, you understand it. Like, it's, it's crazy. It's, yeah, it's it is. going a whole nother way. It's super. Oh, yeah. It is. It is weird. Um, but in your high school career, you you want to you want a state championship. Your team goes thirty and and one, and right. and you guys were ranked in the U.S. today as uh, the number twenty three team in the country. Is that right? Yep. Yep. Well, what was that run like, and what's it like to be a part of a team like that, and like being able to create that? Oh, man, we actually, um, that type of team, we were actually a family type of team. Um, we've been working out together from that whole summer. So we was always in the gym, all probably 10 of us, because we picked up other guys during the, the tryout era. Um, but, like, at least 10 of us, our coach would pick us up in a van, drop us off to the neighborhood rec center, and we'll play against neighborhood guys that were older, and they they were great guys, you know. So they they was competitive, and that it made us step our game up. Um, we did hundred yard sprints. We was all we was working hard. So our goal was the year before, the guys that um, played they made it to the lower state championship, but they lost. They was one step close to the state championship. The play one of their best guys got hurt, so they vowed next year we're gonna win it. And I was you know out there observing. It. I said, oh, we're gonna win it next year. So the group that we had together, that was our whole goal, win state this year, no matter what. So the first half of the season, we went undefeated. We lost one game in the Beach Ball Classic around the Christmas time. It's a um, Beach Ball Classic is a big tournament here in South Carolina, in Murr Beach pretty much. And you get all the big-name guys that come down. Uh, that year when I played, we won the state. You had Darren Williams was in the tournament. Um you had Sebastian Tailfair. You had uh, Bracey Wright from Indiana. You had Raymond Felton. Uh, I actually played with Ramon Sessions. He was our sophomore point guard at the time. He was our starting point guard. Um, wow. Yeah, yeah, you had some big-name NBA guys in that tournament. That whole baseball classic has been going on since the 80s. So you had Kevin Garnett, Mike Bibby, Kobe Bryant, um, with some other guy, Rasheed Wallace, Vince Carter. These guys, when they were in high school, played in this tournament. So we had Matter Day, DeMatha, uh, Mount Zion. You had these schools come down to play in this tournament around Christmas time. It's still going on to this day. So that's a big tournament. Check out if you ever murder beat. Yeah, you I was going to say, I'm going to have to come down and check that out. Oh, man, it's it's big. It's the biggest thing here. And uh, so we played in that tournament. That was our first loss. We lost to a group of guys. I think they're from Tennessee, the Christian Brothers. And um, they beat us, and we were so upset. Like, it hurt us bad because we was undefeated going in. We cried. The next game, we had Ladder on, on the map. Ladder was our next game, and that was Raymond Felton High School team. He was playing that year, his senior year. We beat them by at least 25, at least 25 points. We beat them bad. So wow. we went on from here on out, and we beat everybody at least by 20-plus, 20 20-plus. 20 Except in the lower state championship, we went in the overtime, and I think we won by three. 
in the state championship, we won by 15. That same year, LeBron James then were ranked before us, but they lost one of their games. I think in the state championship, we bumped them down under us, which pushed us up to the 23rd spot. And I think they were like 26 or 27. Wow, that's crazy. That's, wow, that's yeah, really they crazy. They lost in the state championship, I think, that year. And he won his senior year. Yeah. So it was crazy how it happened. And we yeah. didn't know until the end. And it was like, hey, guys, you guys are ranked. We said rank. Man, we didn't know anything about ranking. We just wanted to win the state championship. <laughs> so they told us, like, in March, you know, towards the end of March, like, hey, man, you guys ranked 23rd in the nation. Y'all went 30-1. and one. And then we looked further back. Uh, St. Vincent, St. Mary, I think, were ranked 27 or 28, something like that, when they got bumped down because they lost in the state championship, state tournament. Wow, that's that's nuts. So you, you've had experience playing against guys like M pro NBA guys and – you know, and your teammate oh, yeah. is an, an NBA player, a former now an NBA player. Yeah, session. one of my best friends. One of my best friends. That's yeah. awesome. That's so cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a great experience, man. Now you look at it and you see the guys playing in the NBA and had great careers. And you're like, man, I remember playing against him in high school. Or, hey, I remember watching him in high school. You know, and the kids here, man, you don't know, man. I have the book to show you who the guys came through here. You know, so. It's one of them where, you know, that's history, you know, and they can't take that from you. So, but it was a great experience. I had, we had a ball. We were like rock stars in Myrtle Beach. You know, you had colleges, coaches coming, and it was like, man, we can have the whole team. We want the whole team. So, you could put the second unit in. We were just as good as the first, <laughs> you know. So, it was one of those teams, like, that's probably the best team I ever came through here, that I would say, that went on and did that. That's that's amazing, and that's amazing to be a part of yeah. something like that. And it's nice to have a good group of guys like you did, like all your friends, and you guys all played together. Oh, yeah. And that, that builds that builds so much so much team chemistry on the floor. Man, I'm telling you, like, and that's the thing I try to preach to the kids now is hang out with your teammates. I mean, we hung out outside of basketball. We went to the movies together. We were, you know, we went to family functions. If somebody had a cookout, we'd show up at the cookout. We was a bond, so on the court, I knew where you were on the court. I knew your sweet spot. I know what you was great at. You know, we, we push you to be even greater in that position. If you're just a defender, lock the best person up on that team. You know, we took pride in get them, get them, that type of stuff. So I encourage the teams here, like the coach, when I coach here at the high school, my alma mater, and I encourage them to do that. Hang out with your friends. Hang out with your teammates. You know, get to know them ins and outs. You know, and it makes it much easier on the court. You know, so it's just building that, that camaraderie, that that family type of feel. And that's what we were. We was a family. Even to this day, it's, we talk about it all the time. You know, like I say, it's a fraternity. Once you win the state, state championship is a fraternity. It can't take it from you. That's history. That's something you can have in bond with, a lot, with just that group or just people that won state championship in general. It's that feel when you won your reign, you know, with the crew, the group you was with. So I enjoyed it. I had a ball. I had a ball. I can imagine. Yeah, that's that's an ama that's amazing though. <laughs> I can't I, being so close to your teammate. I, and I always preach that too when I coach as well. It's like you know, be you know, be a teammate, be close, be friends with your teammates, and go out there and play with them because you guys get a better feel for each other now that how you guys play. And to be able to oh, do yeah. that and make that amazing run, and like you said, now you guys are a fraternity and you guys are family. Like, you guys are family, and that's that's amazing. Yeah, yeah, great experience. And so what oh, was yeah, your that was, that was high. what was excuse me? 
Oh, no, I said that was the high school era. Yeah, that was high school. Yeah. And what was your recruiting process like? And like, how did you decide on uh, North Greenville? Oh my! I was I was going to Limestone College uh, before that. Oh really? Um, and that was, yeah, that was last minute. And I went to Limestone, and um, I went on education. I actually didn't have the scholarship to go there, so I was going to be a um a walk on. And it didn't work out, and um, I seen that we were playing North Greenville in the conference, and I was like, oh, okay, North Greenville University, where is that? You know, and I found out where it was, but I never visit. And I actually took a semester off, and I went to a junior college here, and then I ended up transferring to North Greenville. And the first time I seen North Greenville was the first day I arrived. So I was like, oh, my God, where did I get myself into? Because it's <laughs> in the country, in the mountains. So I learned my lesson. Now, now when I tell kids, go visit school so you can get the feel for it if you want to be there or not. But I enjoyed it after a while. I mean, it made me disciplined. And um, it was Southern Baptist type of school. So, you know, you had your rules and things like that. And But once I got there, that was it. You know, uh, first day I met my advisor and, um, you know, he was like, hey, you think about running cross country? Cause he saw me, he's like, you like you can run, like you like running. I said I do, I like sprints, but y'all don't have a track team here, so. And he was like, well, you know, you go talk to the cross country coach. I think he might give you a scholarship for it. I was like, for real? I was like, well, let me go talk to him. <laughs> uh, story was, I went into his office, knocked on the door, went into his office. He was on the phone. He hung up the phone. Uh, I said, uh, Dr. Briggs told me to come down here and uh, you know, talk to you about running cross country. He said, oh, he did. I said, yes, sir. He said, so you think about running? I said, I always wanted to try it in high school, but I never did. So I was like, well, I'll give it a shot here. So he was like, oh, okay. So as he was talking to me, he was like, uh, so put your foot on this. And it was like, you know, the little shoe measurements? Where you yeah. put your foot on and see what size shoe. So he's like, put your foot on this real quick. And I put my foot on it. And we still having a conversation. You know, he ran like, here's your, where you from and stuff like that. And he was like, so what size shirt you wear? And I was like, oh, I wear this. You know, I'm just not, you know, I'm just answering questions. Still talking about my history of basketball and where I was from. He's like, oh, okay. All right, so this is what we're going to do. Uh, I'm going to give you a scholarship for this, this amount. Um, We start practice uh Monday, 5.30 a.m. Make sure you're there. I said, what? <laughs> he was like, if you're crazy <laughs> enough to come down here and ask me to run cross country, I'm crazy enough to give you a scholarship. And I was like, wow. And it was just that simple. And I had a scholarship to run for North Greenville. Wow. That's, and I that's showed up just that crazy. And he was that like, you crazy enough to come and ask me to run across country? Oh, yeah, you crazy. I'm crazy enough to give you a scholarship. I said, wow. <laughs> coach Sepco. I remember like yesterday. He was a young coach. And, like, crazy enough to run across country, you have to be crazy to want to run distance running. Like, just to run in general. Like, coming from a basketball background, if a coach say get on the line, Every every athlete hates that line. Get on the line. Oh, we about to run. Why we got to run? You know, but just to run for for fun? No, I don't like to run for fun. <laughs> so, no, cross country was crazy. I did it. And then once I hit the basketball court, it changed my life. I probably been the best athlete out there. Yeah, I was going to say, so that, like, you – so, like, I was going to say, so that must have made you so well-conditioned when you played basketball that you didn't feel tired at oh, all. Oh, wow. At all, I mean, I could take. I was so in shape. I could sprint 
And the crazy thing was I was pressing full court by myself, like, and, and pick up games and things like that. And guys were like, man, calm down. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm just, I have the energy, you know. And But I've always been dragging in cross country. But when I hit the basketball court, it was, man, I was like a little rabbit out there going so, so fast, quick. <laughs> man, it was crazy. That was crazy. Now you won't get me running no distance now. <laughs> I'll give you one mile, one mile, and that, that's going to hurt me. <laughs> yeah, you and me both. I need an oxygen tank after I run a mile now. So. Oh, I'm telling you. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not doing it now. But yeah, that was the story behind that. It was crazy. It was so what, crazy. Was your, what, was your, what was your experience playing, like, you know, playing at North Greenville and running at North Greenville? Like, what? Like through those your years there, and like how like do you have like a favorite moment while you were there playing basketball? Um, playing basketball it was tough because I really didn't play like that. Um, I transferred there, but um, coaching wise, coaching style, I didn't fit the system like that. But I was already there, so I wasn't even transferring. So I did my time there with that, and but running, I played probably played more pickup, got more playing time playing pickup. Really? <laughs> so, yeah, and then the players knew, you know, they'll come play pickup, and they're like, "Hey, man, like, like this is crazy." Cause I was out there really cooking in pickup, and to everybody in school asking, "Hey, Jerry, what time pickup start?" And I was like, "Okay, you know, I was setting pickup time, and it was crazy." So, and everybody come from baseball team to bring their own team, soccer had their own team, football to bring their own team. Uh, basketball will bring a crew. We, you know, I'll play with the girls and have the girls play on my team, and we were actually beating guys. You know, and I was just that quick enough to help play defense, you know, and, and being a team player. But, man, it was it was crazy. I had more respect playing pickup ball. <laughs> That's crazy. That's awesome, though, that you were yeah. able to just, like, run your own. You pretty much ran, like, a, like, a time and ran your own, like, league pretty much for the, the, the pickup ball. It was funny. <laughs> I mean, you get you get people walk up to you during uh, lunchtime. Hey, are we playing pickup tonight? We have study hall, but we'll come right after. I'm like, okay, all right. I said, we'll go at nine. You know, so it was too funny. It was so funny. That's Seven hilarious. days a week. Seven days a week we play. That's that's awesome. That's awesome though that you were able to uh, run your own pickup league while you're there and just have that going and. Hey, and people look for you every time you, every time they want to play. Right, right. And it was just competitive, you know. Until we get guys coming out of Greenville, actual city from another uh, junior college, they were bringing guys over because they were hearing about how hard we play pickup. And that was like on Sundays. It was the biggest day was Sunday. Everybody came back off their break or home visiting family or whatever they were doing. And, man, pickup ball was so competitive to the point where if you, you have to win to stay on the court. If you lose, you might not get back on the court unless somebody pick you up. But other than that, you would not touch the court again. So that's how hard we play. Like, no, we're not getting off this court. So we might win seven games in a row, but it was tight seven games. So you, like, tired. So, but those were the biggest days. And everybody knew if you wouldn't bring your A game, you wasn't getting back on the court. Oh, my God, that's so, crazy. Yeah, they took pride in playing pickup ball. We had more I, – I, I, to be honest, we had a, the biggest crowd playing pickup ball on Sundays than we probably had playing actual games, watching actual college basketball games. Wow. Just from the student body coming there because they know it was competitive. 
and they wanted to watch. To see what, what would happen. Holy yeah, crap. and that was crazy. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah, and it was crazy. We, we went and support the girls' basketball because they came and played with us. But the guys, like everybody was leaving pretty much during the guys' game. You have some stay, and I stayed because I support them. And and I was there. But, man, like pickup, the guys are coming to play pickup. The ones that weren't getting playing time, like, no, nah, we playing pickup. <laughs> it's like once the game over, a Saturday game, are we, can we play pickup tonight? I'm like, man, you can do whatever you want. <laughs> and we'll play pickup after a game, like later on that evening. Everybody eat dinner. We in the gym from like nine to twelve on a Saturday night, or mm-hmm. nine to one. Yes. Wow. That's might be my best football at that school. That's awesome. Seven days a week. Yeah. So I was in great basketball shape, and my skills were there. So. Wow, that's that's really awesome. And how did you? Oh, so once you finished school, how did you get involved with the ABA? Okay, the ABA, once I finished, um, one of my friends, one of my roommates, he was like, Jeremy, man, he said, man, you didn't play here. He said, man, it's other options. And I was like, what? He's like, man, you ever think about trying to go pro? I was like, no, I never thought about that. I'm thinking like, you know, college, you got to get an NBA draft. You know, that's the only way it works. But then I was like, man, let me research some stuff then. And I started researching pro teams but pro leagues in the U.S. And then I seen the ABA pop up, and I was like, let me check out the ABA. And then I went on their website, and I seen that it was a team in Savannah, Georgia, was going to have an expansion team, first time in the league. And I said, oh, wow. So I was like, man, let me get myself in shape. So I had maybe six months to get myself into basketball mode. So that's what I was doing. And um, the crazy thing was my roommate was having to go home in Jasper County, uh, which is like 20 minutes from Savannah, Georgia. And I said, man, uh, I'm going to just go home with you. I heard they got the tryouts. So I'm going to go, go down there and register myself and go from there. You know, so I went down there and I registered myself the day, the day of the tryout. And I got a call. We had to actually, we had to do the tryout. First, we had a meeting introducing uh they tell us about the team introducing the gms and everybody the coaching um what they expect from the, the players uh once they get signed or whatever you know what's going what it's going to be about so i went in there and they did personal interview each individual interviews with other players so they get to know each player so i did that and then um we played pickup we did drills we did all kind of stuff so when we played full court games i did good in full court games and I got a call back maybe two weeks later, and it was from a guy named Ed DeVita. He was a GM, and he said, Jeremy, uh, this is Ed from the Savannah uh, Storm. And, I, th- you know, my mind says, oh, man, let me see what he's talking about. Um, but he told me, he said, hey, Jeremy, he said, the reason I called you because I, I can remember your voice. And I was like, how? And he was like, uh, when they were playing pickup ball, when they are playing full court games, I mean, he said, uh, your voice was the only one yelling in the gym, and you wasn't even on the court. You was on the sideline. He said you was encouraging your teammates. You were saying, behind your back pit, you was yelling stuff. And I was like, that guy's the only one to hear yelling. So you need players like that that just talk, that can talk. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, so he was like, you're a good person for the camera. So when they did, like, interviews on the camera or commercials, I was the one they had in front of the camera on the commercial. Oh, wow. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. So they signed me. I went to the uh, signing day we had for the players. 
And um, I worked myself up to playing. I worked myself through the lineup. I went from, um, I think the coach wanted me. He said, Jerry, you can start. He said, but you always, you're, you're a good team player. You know, and I was like, you know, that's just how type of person I am. I said, I, I can get I can get points if I have to get the points. But I play, I like to win. So, but he was pushing me to be a starter all the time. I've always been that team player. And then I had to catch on. He's like, Jeremy, quit being in the background and being the, for, the forefront. I was like, cool. So that's how it happened, and I pushed myself to being a starter. And um, man, Savannah, that's that's my first start. Uh, starter with it. it was my first shot. And yeah, you know, I traveled, I seen different places. And man, like after that, it was it just kept going. It just kept going. Yeah, I was gonna say. So you just kept rolling through. So you had you had some. Um, you played for the Canton Charge, or was that in the was that in the showcase? That's the showcases I went to up there. In, uh, Cleveland. No, it, it was actually in Canton. And that's for the um the Cleveland Cavaliers. That's awesome. Development. So they did pretty good in that. That was a big experience too. I mean, man, you had guys that were playing division one out there, you know, so it was very competitive. It just once you're on the court, you just gotta go play ball. So that was my mindset. Yeah, yeah. I mean man. you were you were experienced it twice, right? And then you went back into the ABA you played in several leagues. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. ABA, the ECBL, the uh, TRBL, UMBL. So there's a lot of a lot of uh, American leagues that I didn't know about. That I, you know, once you research, you start hearing about it. And man, I met a, I met a bunch of guys in those leagues that end up going playing overseas and things like that. So you know, it's a good summer league uh, for guys that's playing during the fall. When you come home, man, I advise them to join those type of things. Even like the PBL up north and the PBL is pretty much, you know, I think more the East Coast, East Coast, all those areas. But that's a good league too, you know. And they play during the um, the spring, so you know, guys that are home, I advise them to join those type of leagues, especially the ECBL, you know, because they play in the summertime, and that just keep you going from March all the way until I think July. Wow. Still keep you in shape. Yeah, so oh, yeah. that place. So you're playing year-round almost. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because the ABA starts – she'll be starting up now. So, yeah. And ABA think, goes all the way up to, like, March. March yeah, I think, I think you're right because I think they had uh, – I heard they have an expansion team up in New England now. See, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I said, you can play ball year-round. You know, you don't have to give up the dream because you didn't make it to the NBA or the D-League. It's still leagues out there, you know, and a lot of guys get shots playing these leagues going back overseas. Or getting a shot overseas. At the end of the day, it's about getting your film. <laughs> Once you get film, that's it. That's, you can do you want. that's very true. That's very true. Just have to send it out or reach out to an agent. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's the first thing you ask film in uh, your resume, your basketball resume. And so, yeah, once you've so. been playing in those leagues, what you know, what made you turn into wanting to get into coaching? Was What was that mindset that made you switch over to that? Uh, coaching just happened to happen randomly. Um, back in 2014, I think that's when it was, when I first started high school coaching, um, I still was trying to play. And I, I didn't get a call yet. So the coach here, she was asking me since that July of that year. And I said, she's like, I know you're still trying to play, but, you know, if you're not, you know, if it, something don't happen, you know, I want you to come coach with me. I said, okay. You know, so I was still waiting. I'm still working out basketball. Uh, waiting to hear something back from agents, 
Um, so November was coming around, tryout day. And the, uh, the coach said, I have to know something by Friday. And it was like Wednesday. So Friday came, I was like, yeah, I'll do it. You know, just something to do while I'm here. And I actually liked it. We went undefeated that year. And I was coaching with the JV coach. And we went undefeated. And I was on the women's side. No, I was on all four. So I actually did JV girls, varsity girls, varsity boys, varsity, and JV boys. So I was always on the road every night from Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. I was always on the road because every team played different nights. Well, Mondays were JV night, Tuesday were varsity, Thursday was JV, Friday was varsity. So I, that's how I was bouncing that whole year. And then um, that's, that's pretty much how I got into coaching. That's wow. really how I got into coaching. And, so I, and really... I started liking it. Oh, no, no, that's what I was saying. I started liking it. And that, that's pretty much how it happened. I was looking for it. I just wanted to continue to play. You know, yeah. I was thinking, like, man, one day I get in the NBA. But, you know, coaching was just here at the time. And I tell people, I didn't go looking for coaching. I always thought I was going to coach when I was, like, old. You know, <laughs> as I done finished playing, and that was my last result. Like, okay, yeah, then I coach. You know, but it started early. You know, I didn't want to embrace it. So I was like, man, I still want to play. But, man, I started liking it. And, you know, you start doing the stuff you did when you play. You're watching the film. Uh, you start seeing the ins and outs of why players do this. Now you're starting to train them. I said, oh, man, this is kind of fun. Now you're meeting different types of people instead of just meeting players. Now you're meeting coaches on different levels. So now the networking is different, you know, than meeting players. You know, you network with players because you're a player. Oh, hey, I can meet this player on this team, on that team, and you always keep in touch. But now it's with coaching, so that was fun, you know. But that's how I started with, with coaching. I really didn't want to do it. I was still wanting to play. And it just happened to fall in my lap, and I took it. <laughs> that's that's awesome. So then how did you get involved with, like, uh, the 76ers, you know, coaching their summer camp? Did you just apply, or did you know somebody? Uh, I just applied for it. I always, like, my mindset is uh, I always want to see, I always want to try other things, like far as getting better. So, um, with the 76ers, how did that happen? I, um, the summer before, I actually was in Poland. And I went over there for uh, to do a camp in Poland for basketball with uh, one of my, my friends here. Uh, his dad was is with uh, Athletes in Action. So, he asked him, he said, you think, uh, you know somebody that want to come over here to Poland with me and help coach basketball? And his son said, uh, yeah, I got a guy now, Jeremy. He'll do it. So his dad asked me, and I said, yeah, I'll do it, you know. And I ended up going with him. And that was a great experience. And then the following year, I was like, I'm going to try something else. And I was like, man, I want to try to see if I could do an NBA uh, summer camp or something. And I was just going through, you know, looking up teams. I looked up Charlotte because I was close to Charlotte. Um, I looked up the Wizards. But then I looked up Philly. And I seen Philly had popped up, and I was like, okay, let me try Philly. I don't mind flying there. And then that's how it happened. Todd Landry had uh, gave me a call, and, he, you know, he told me, he said, yeah, we will, we will bring you on. And I actually did an overnight camp, overnight camp. So I stayed up there. We was up there at Valley Forge. Uh, we met um, – what NBA guy was it? It was Jaleel Okafor came through. Oh, wow. But, yeah, he's a big guy. Yeah, so, right. big guy. Yeah. He's very yeah. tall. <laughs> very tall, very tall. And uh, we had some uh, 
a couple kids come from China. You know, they they do the uh, international um international basketball, so they came over too for the camp. So that was pretty good. That's how I got in with the Philadelphia uh, 76. I actually just seen online and applied for it uh, that I want to do the overnight. I was like, shoot, I'm going to step up there. I can hang out, you know, meet other coaches and, you know, teach the kids. And that's how that happened. And that was a good relationship up there. I enjoyed it. I had a ball. And I actually won that tournament up there. First time in the tournament. And, the, you know, the coach was like, man, what's going You know, my team was the Lakers, too. They named us the Lakers. And we would, at the beginning, we didn't look so good, but playoff time we were rolling i had a kid from spain he was really good he carried us he was man he was like a wizard out there was it really yes and he was probably like 16 15 16 wow and how old was and man, like how tall was he um he was 511 wow, maybe 510 wow. 511 wow yeah That's if anybody remind me of might be like a ricky rubio that's what I was going to say. So you had a little Ricky Rubio on your team. <laughs> yeah. And he was, man, he was doing everything he could to win. You know, he started getting his teammates involved. He knew where to, you know, if they couldn't shoot, where to make them stand on the court so they didn't get a quick layup just to throw it up. Man, he was like, okay, this kid is going to be good. Whenever he goes back home. Because, like, remind you, like, over there, they can play professionally at an early age, at 14 or whatever. If they feel they're good enough to play, they can play. You know, so they're starting early. So they see things different on the international level. Like the style of play is totally different. So they're advanced, very advanced. That's, that's crazy. I know it's crazy that they start at such a young age over that they play playing. If you can play, you're at, like playing professionally at the age of 15 or something like that, right? Right, right. Yeah, so exactly. It's, it's so different compared to here because here we're if we're even if we're good at the age of 15, we're still playing in high school. And then maybe uh-huh. now the one and done rule might be over with, and you might be back to the NBA at 18, but still. Yeah, for real. It's just crazy. It's nuts. And how did so? And then how did you end up? You know, you end up being a player development um, of USA basketball bas- for the USA Basketball Academy in China. How did you get linked up with that? How was that experience? <laughs> okay, same thing. I applied for it. Um, it was actually on the website hoopdirt.com. Well, where you can find all the basketball jobs that are open. You go on that website. You can see all the teams. You just apply for it. Send your emails or, you know, you fill out the application. Uh, it happened to pop up. At that time, I was um, – I just got, came out of coaching at Brush University in Kentucky. And I was on both sides as well, on the women and men's side. And they were NAIA. So um, I was home, and I was like, okay, what's my next college? You know, so I'm applying for colleges and things like that. I uh, had some interviews, uh, and I seen that pop up. So I'm trying everything now. I said, oh, coaching in China? I said, this is going to be fun. I said, oh, wow. You know, I said, but what are the odds of me coaching in China? I applied for it. Never thought nothing about it. Um, applied for two jobs in China. It was the one with, um, I think it was, what is it called, Five Star uh, Basketball Academy over there in China. Mm-hmm. And then it was the USA basketball. But I applied for both. And I had jobs for both. I actually got a job for both of them. But the USA basketball, that was paying more. So I went with that one. Then I, I could pick the city that I wanted to go to. And I uh, researched the city. It was Chongqing. And uh, Chongqing is on the second tier in China. But we still had over 30 million in our city. 30 million people. Wow. So, uh, man, it, it was 
that's how I got the job with that. I applied for it, got the call back. Um, it was, I had the call back in like September. I was gone in October. So I had like a month. I had to do the whole visa uh, background check. Um, they paid for my flight and everything. But I researched the city I wanted to go to, first time in China. Um, it was a lovely city. Everything over there, pretty much skyscrapers. They believe in uh, those type of things. They love art. So they love stuff looking a certain way. And they love, you know, and, and China is a beautiful place. And their culture is nice. Um, I love it. The food was good. I had to think outside, get outside my comfort zone and try the local foods. You know, if you don't like certain stuff, they're not going to give it to you. Um, but man, I enjoy the noodles, the pasta, all that type of stuff. I enjoyed it. And they have Americanized foods too, Western foods. But like I said, you can order food, come to your house. They had, they had all kinds of stuff. Pizza Hut and, you know, the, um, the nightlife was good. Um, China's great. China's great. I visited Hong Kong. I was in Shanghai. Uh, Hong Kong is lovely. It's the, the crazy thing about, well, when I tell you about Hong Kong, is Hong Kong's not considered China. They consider their own little area, really? little Providence. Yeah. So they have their own money. So when I flew from Chongqing to Hong Kong, it was considered an international flight. Even though we're on that soil, it's considered an international flight. That's, so, that's crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Pretty much everybody you see in Hong Kong speak English. They can speak both languages, but they, they'll speak English to you. Then when you into the, uh, the actual native land where they speak in Mandarin, they'll speak that unless they can speak English, but it's not really good English. You know, they can say certain stuff and it's like, okay, you know, but yeah, I, I learned that. So wow. those are considered international flights. So I had to go back through customs again and stuff like that. And, you know, but yeah, China's nice. I advise people to go visit. It's not bad as people think. It's the coast, uh, um, security is strict. Um, but it's good strict when it comes to foreign. I would say that they they make sure that um, you're well protected. They want to know why you're here because they want they protecting their country, and um, they don't want any terrorists coming in. But when I arrived there, um, I had 24 hours. My translator had to get have 24 hours to get me to the police station and register that I'm in that uh, district. Even if I was at a hotel, you have to go register in that district where, the, where that hotel at. And the police will ask you to come and check and make sure you're there. And you can go on about your business after that. It's going to make sure that you're actually living there for how long it's going to be. So, uh-huh. yeah. Oh, yeah. They're very strict on that. But it's fun. It, it was fun. You know, and the kids, they love basketball over there. And they're very smart. Very smart. Education is real, real key over there. So they really push that education, and they love basketball. They love American basketball. So if you go over there and you can play basketball, you show them something, they are so intrigued in what you're doing. And they look at you and watch how you do stuff like they're studying it. And then they go out there and do it. So it made my job easier when it came to that. As far as translating and stuff, it was kind of hard, but I had translators. And then after a while, I started picking up on the local language where I can say the stuff to them, you know, and, and it worked. Wow. But China was a great experience. I would love to go back. I would go back, to be honest. That's awesome. That's that. That sounds like an excellent, ex- excellent experience, and to be a part of that. And I can like you. I feel like you know our our game has grown so much across the world that I know I feel like it's gotten so big over in China now. 
And it's, it's cool that you had that experience to teach those kids and them just be so into what you were showing them and, you know, they were willing to learn. And it's cool that you got to experience that, like, you know, living out there as well, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Great experience. And so explain, so you have a website and it's called, you can be um, basketballcreatedcreatedthepurpose.com. Tell me about your website. Um, the website, Basketball Created Purpose, um, the reason I came up with that name was because uh, for once of a basketball, I wouldn't really be doing the things that I'm doing. It ain't necessarily say the ball itself. It was just uh, me taking a chance on it. Like I said, I, I described it when I talk to people. I say, yeah, it's, just, it's a leather ball, but so much can come out of this ball as far as coaching, training, uh, starting your own business with it. But it starts with just you playing that ball. Then you start finding different loves out of it. So with me, it was playing at first. Then it got into coaching. Then it got into player development. Now it got it started with training on the side, you know. So it's a lot coming out of basketball, and it created a purpose where, you know, I'm doing the things I love to do, which is travel the world teaching basketball and working with the youth. And then I want to see everybody else live their dream. So by me doing that and taking a chance on my dream, it was just a risk. And I try to encourage people to take a risk on a dream. Whatever it is, if it's singing, it starts with a microphone. And everything else can come out that microphone, you know. So, like with me, public speaking, you know, motivational speaking. So everything came out that ball where I didn't know about myself, but I was put in a situation where I had to had to start bringing that out. So that's pretty much how I started with the website. And, you know, I put everything on there for us when it comes to basketball. Um, I write quotes down. So uh, I always think of stuff and I write it down. I do motivational uh, quotes on my uh, Facebook page as well. I try to do daily quotes uh, to keep people motivated. Um, I have dance videos up there where it started with a kid was like, Mr. Terry, you know how to dance. And I, I ended up posting a dance and, you know, everybody start watching my page and they start requesting like, Oh man, coach is dancing. So now it's like, Oh, coach dancing. So <laughs> my players will be on there and they're following on my Instagram on my Facebook and the people in the local area, they all they catch me in store and say, that's the one that be dancing, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's one of those experiences now. And I did it when I was in China. So now they catch me. Anywhere I go, you might catch me dancing. It depends on where I'm at. So I did it when I was in China. I did it when I was in Poland. I did it when I was in, uh, where where was I at? The Final Fours. I did it when I had my job, home. It just depends on where I'm at. If I'm bored, I'll do it. You know, so. And then I know people like it. It's, it and when I put motivational quotes under it, they'll watch the video, but it's, it's about the quotes itself. So, you know, it's, it's just showing about living a positive life, you know, um, too much negative stuff going on in the world itself. So it's like, you know, you try to bring light to being positive, you know, trying to find a positive in every negative situation. So, but, um, got my training thing up there. Uh, came up with Academy Max Purpose Academy, pretty much the same thing about purpose, uh, fulfilling your purpose, uh, trying to get the maximum you can maximizing your purpose, whatever it is, you know, you got to push and get the best out of it. You know, if you will do something, don't do bare minimum. You know, maximize it. Get everything you can out of it. Whatever it is you're trying to do. You like painting? Man, paint a, you know, paint the whole wall. Paint a building. You know, what else can you got that paintbrush and that paint? What else can you do? Do different other color with the paint. You know, make your own. So it's just that. When you maximize on whatever it is that you, you love to do. And I, uh, one of my favorite quotes is, uh, allow your passion to become your purpose and one day it'll become your profession. And that's what I live by. You know, my passion was basketball. Now it's my purpose. Now I'm living it as a job. 
you know, pretty much my profession. This is what I do. So that, that's that's my website right there. That's in a nutshell. That's pretty much it. <laughs> I love it. I mean, Coach, you're you're just uh, overall just up, uh, you know, just speaking to you now and you know, listening to you talk and how you are. You're just you're just overall just a positive person and. You know, you, you seem like you're just a person that just loves life and you're just enjoying it as you go through it and having fun and doing what you love. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's exactly who I am. And it took it took a while to get to that that point. Um, like I said, I wasn't all, you know, you, you know, everybody you just wasn't that jolly person all your life. You know, you have your negative moments where, you know, you feel down and things like that. But, you know, when you're positive, I try to take advantage of those situations. You know, I try to make everything a positive situation, you know, so. It took time over the years, and, you know, I got to that point, you know. So I found something that I love to do, and I stuck with it. And it's like, man, what if I did this when I was younger, you know. And I tell kids to chase the dream early, you know. Uh, got some kids at the job now. You know, I'm actually the team coordinator at the Boys and Girls Club of the Grand Strand here in uh, South Carolina. And I teach kids about entrepreneurship and about following the dream. You know, kids, I have one kid, she made me a band, a wristband on my arm. She actually made it with string and stuff. I said, well, how much would you charge for that? And she's like, charge? I said, yes, how much would you charge for that? And she just threw a number out. She was like, uh, I guess a dollar. I said, yeah. I said, you can sell them for a dollar. I said, you think about it. You're taking your time to make these and people going to want them. You can charge them for a dollar or whatever you want to do. You know, so, but I gave her five. I said, that's an investment to whatever you're trying to do now. So whatever that costs for you to get that stuff, you can get more. And you have to start thinking like that. So now she she loves it. It was just it lit up to where somebody invests into her dream. You know, and that's the thing where I love to do where I'm gonna invest into your dream. You know, you just have to believe that it it can happen. I don't help you out with this. Even if it's a dollar, two dollars, you know, I just want you to actually go for your dreams now. You know, I came up in an era where it was about survival. My parents were survivors, you know, they teach you how to for yourself, things like that. This generation wants to know about how they can make their dreams come true. And that's what I'm investing in, is dreams. You can always go out there and get a job, but now it's about a dream, taking a chance on a dream. And you never know what'll happen. As long as you love it and you got to put a passion in it, you'll find a purpose behind why you're doing it. And then one day, like you say, it'll be your job. It'll be a profession. So, oh yeah, that's, that's it right there. I love it. I love it, Coach. You're, you're, you know, today's youth and especially where you are and, you know, where have you been, these kids are lucky to have you just because of just the person you are and, the, you know, the dreams that you give them hope and give them the opportunity to live out their dreams and, you know, have them follow their dreams or just the way you speak and how you tell them to live their life, like, you know, give them ideas about how to go through life. And, you know, you're just, you're just a great person overall, Coach. Man, I appreciate it, man. I really do, man. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I, thank, you, thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I'm gonna have to come down and hang out with you. You know, I, you know, I'm gonna have to come. Oh to yeah, you oh yeah. And come to that big tournament, but I'd love to come down to one of your camps and shadow you and just hang out and see how it's done. Oh yeah, man. I, you know, you anytime you want to come down, you let me know. You know, and I greet you, and you know, I show you the area, show you the city, show you the beach life down here. You know, and you know, a lot of basketball. So a lot of basketball. I know summertime is a lot of basketball going on. And you ever decide to pop out, you know, after Christmas, that's when the tournament starts here. And you say, hey, I want to come see what it's like. Let me know. I'll let you come see the, see the games and things like that. And you have a good time down here. Down right. in, in old Murder Beach, right. South Carolina. 
I would love it. You know, I love it. Uh, it would definitely be awesome. I definitely have to come down. Uh, you know, if I can't make it out during Christmas, I would definitely have to come down for uh, the summertime and, you know, either, you know, come to one of your camps and, you know, hang out with you and see how it goes. And it'd be a good time. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I appreciate that. You're always welcome. You're always welcome. I'm just, I'm grateful you, uh, being on your podcast, man. It's a great experience. I look forward to doing more things. If something else pop up that's brand new, you'll be the first to hear about it. And we'll talk about it. Yeah, definitely. I would love to have you on again. So you're always welcome on. Uh, you know, once you're a guest, you're always, you're always welcome to come back on anytime you want. And just feel free to reach out. And I'll, and I'll reach out to you too as well. We'd definitely love to have you on and talk some bas- basketball during the basketball season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's about that time. Who, who are you rooting for this year? Who's your team? Well, you team? yeah, I do. So I live in uh, Rhode Island, so I'm a, I'm a Celtics fan. Um, okay. And then I'm also uh, – I also I love college basketball, too, so I'm also a, a URI basketball fan, too, Rhode Island, University of Rhode Island basketball. Oh, man. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Yeah, okay. yeah. What about, what about you? Um, Charlotte Hornets, like you say, my, my Bulls ain't – Jordan ain't there no more. Kevin Garden ain't there no more. So, Charlotte Hornets, I'm rock with the, the local uh, local uh, pro team. College, women's side, I'm a Gamecocks. Me inside, I'm a Tar Heel, just because uh-huh. it was Jordan. So right. you know, you battling that part, <laughs> battling that part. What do you What do you think but, about North Carolina though? They got Cole Anthony coming in this year, the number one recruit. Man, man, I'm. Whew, I just hope we make noise. North Carolina in the in the uh, March Madness, they might not look good during the season, but we do make a good run when it comes tournament time. Oh yeah. And, you know, I don't, I don't worry about the season too much. I'm like, what tournament time here? Oh, North Carolina will at least be Final Four or Elite Eight, something. They up there. They up there in that area. So, but, man, I hope he come and show out. We need it. We actually need a player like that because Duke's been looking good last year. That When you get big-time players like that, we need a big-time player to come through. We ain't had that in a long time since the, uh, what, Rashad McCants and Raymond Felton and Sean May era and, you know, it's been tough. It's been tough to actually get big, big names. Yeah, yeah, I know. Through. I'm surprised too for being in North Carolina, but you know, at least you were able to get the number one recruit this year. And then I think you got another like young. Uh, he's from France or something like that. You big tall kid. Yeah, yeah, it is. You're right. You're right. But it's tough. I mean, with college now and watching it, a lot of these big names, top ten, top fifteen guys. They're going to schools that nobody's even thinking about now. Like, they're not going to Duke in North Carolina. They're going to go to Florida State or they're going to go to, you know, Michigan. They're going to schools where they want to be the man and compete. They don't want to play with their friends now. So they're taking a chance at other schools and trying to make names for other schools. And I'm like, that's cool. I like it. Yeah, I you do know, too. but it, yeah, I like it. I think that would make, make college more fun. Like, hey, these guys, yeah, you're my best friend, but I'd rather play against you than on your team. You know, so, but the NBA, when it came to the buddy-buddy stuff, a lot of, you'll see a lot of college guys, they go play with their friends. So, it's not as competitive as you would think or as you would want, you know, so. But I wanted to get back to that, where you rather beat your, beat your friend and talk about it later than, hey, we play on the same team and we, like, number one, number two pick in the country. Yeah. I'd rather, I think I'd yeah. rather play against my friends than, you know, if, they were, if we were top recruits, I think I'd rather try to beat them and try to show that I'm the best player in the in the nation than try to team up with exactly yeah exactly yeah i'd rather be like that but hey we'll see we hope it changed we hope it changed 
It'll yeah, it will be. Hey, I think we have that Jordan mentality because we, we grew up watching Jordan, so. Man, I'm telling you. <laughs> Compared to oh, in everything we do, you know. <laughs> Seriously. It could be yeah. a little little game or something, but I'm always competitive about it. Oh, yeah, I'm telling you. It don't matter what it is. If I'm playing cards, I'm looking like, okay, now. Nah. You know, I play to win Connect Four. I play to win Uno. You know, you know so I, that's, that's how I am. I just came up in that era. If you're going to do something, you better win. Exactly. So. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, cool. Coach, thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate it. I really enjoyed our conversation. I, I really just enjoyed talking to you. I can't wait to have you back on, and I'm definitely going to be planning a trip to Myrtle Beach during the summer. All right. I appreciate it. Come down anytime. Anytime. All right. I appreciate it. Well, have a good night, and enjoy, your, enjoy the uh, football game tonight. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right.